from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. guys what's up <laughs> what a cool what a cool version i feel i feel very intimidated by how cool that was yeah <laughs> welcome all to all my fantasy children uh the character creation world building and storytelling podcast powered by listener prompts where each week we take a listener prompt create the greatest story of all time and this is a very special episode because we are joined by the incredible game designer legend and tabletop <laughs> hot take extraordinaire <laughs> riley <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say it with a straight face. Why don't you introduce yourself, our second guest, and all my fancy children. Uh, hi, I'm Riley Rethel. Um, I design games. Apparently, I design a lot of them very quickly. This is what I've been told. I think it's normal and fine. <laughs> I, I, yeah, okay. I mean, I said it before and I'll say it again. I think the people saying otherwise are wrong. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. You are a superstar at making games in a very short amount of time. It's called ADHD. <laughs> I, hey, you know, it's it's a superpower to me. I'm I'm always in awe of how you're like, I'm going to write a game about X. And then like a week later, like proud to announce game is out. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yo, what? Um, And you are here because you have something amazing happening on Kickstarter that is currently fucking balling out. And I really am excited to talk about Venture and Dungeon now on Kickstarter. Hell yeah. Yeah, so uh, Venture and Dungeon are two games, one by me and one by my good friend Jay Dragon. Um, so Venture is by me. It was inspired actually by the All My Fantasy Children game jam that was running a couple months ago, run by Taylor LaBresh. Woo! Friend of the show, Taylor LaBresh. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> I did a podcast with him like a week ago. And I think this recording booth was still set up for that recording. I think I'm the only person who uses it at this entire school. Um, Heck yes. <laughs> uh God, what was I saying? Yeah, so uh, that started out, and I was like, you know, I'd love to write a game where, like, I do the same thing that all my fantasy children does, where they, like, take, like, fantasy classes and then, like, turn them into another cool thing. Um, so I started writing it, and then I was like, oh, this is going to become a whole thing, isn't it? Like, this is going to be a whole thing. That warms my heart. I remember when it started, I was like, you you had posted something about it, like, oh, a part of the jam. And I remember, like, taking a peek at, like, one picture. I was like, oh, that's very good. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like that's way more than I – I, I legitimately, when Taylor – announced that uh that jam was gonna happen i was like all right cool we're gonna get some people who are gonna make some fun like six-sided dice tables and then i saw a picture of venture and i went uh, oh all right oh. I was um like, god damn that's deep that's yeah, awesome I was like, oh wow that's uh okay i mean i'm feel a little outclassed 100 <laughs> percent um yeah so it, it ended up being also a lot inspired by um my very favorite podcast friends at the table um just you, kind could of them. you could have <laughs> lied. You could have lied. My second favorite podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, Aaron, just thank an you. editing note. Edit that back into the first part. Yeah, of course. Like my second favorite podcast, Friends at the Table. Who? I don't and know. And we'll just swap, we'll we just support swap those audio podcasts. clips. Yeah, we support indie podcasts. We want Friends at the Table to get a shout out over our gigantic enterprise. So <laughs> I'll leave that. I'll leave that in. <laughs> Listen, I also, I also love all my fantasy children. To be clear, it's very good. <laughs> Thank you. I love character creation good. a whole lot. Right? Oh, God. I'm best. so excited. It's my favorite thing in the world. Yes. I'm so excited to make a character with you. And especially using your own your own product. Hell yeah. I mean, honest, honestly, it's harder to do with my own stuff because I feel like like I really like belonging. I should explain what the rest of the games yeah, are. Yeah, we should first. probably talk about like what venture is because yes. I feel like we got on. We, we immediately went. Why don't you talk about us? We yeah, immediately kind of I mean, went, okay, but what about us? For listeners at home, the fastest way to my heart is through my ego. <laughs> me me am uncomfortable when not about me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm that bird. <laughs> anyway. Aaron, we're all that bird. We are all bird. Good. Um, yeah, so Venture is a game basically like inspired by um, traditional fantasy archetypes, but basically taking those and being like, how about instead of, like, fighting monsters all the time, what about, like, we talk about their feelings? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, basically, I it. I, it was just all the stuff that I wish D&D was about. Like, I don't care about fighting monsters. I really don't care about fighting monsters. I want to talk about, like, 
the way that these characters like interact with like the powers that they have or like the roles that they have and like how those intersect with like the communities that they're in. Um, so that's what Venture is. Um, it, both of these games are belonging outside belonging. So um, based on the system that started with Dream Apart and Dream Askew by Benjamin Rosenbaum and Avery Alder, respectively. Um, it's a token economy, no dice, no masters. Um, it's good. They they have good playbooks. Um, and then Dungeon is a game by J Dragon. Um, and it is just my favorite concept ever. It's uh, you play kids who are playing D&D. That's extreme. Like, it's extremely good. I saw it on the pitch for the Kickstarter and I went, fuck, that's really. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's smart. It's super smart. Yeah, it's it's really good. I, I've play tested both of these with people at my game club, which is fun because it's a lot of people who've like only played D&D before. Um, but yeah, there it's great. Um, there. So there's like four regular like class playbooks. There's the the wizard, the cleric, the rogue and the fighter. And then there's also the game master who has no more power than any of the other players. Like, they're still a player, but, like, they're playing the game master. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the kid who's, like, your annoying younger sibling who wants to play but has the character that doesn't fit in at all and is, like, super overpowered or whatever. I appreciate you putting me into the game. I appreciate yeah. that. Like I, <laughs> I, I feel seen for the first time in tabletop. <laughs> like, okay, but, like, literally that is how I play a lot of games that are, like, role-playing heavy because I'm terrified of role-playing and I just, like, make stupid jokes. Oh, that's yes. like, that's legitimately how I got into tabletop games was my brother's – or, like, I guess how I re-got into it because I've been playing since I was uh, a, a baby. But, like, my brothers all launched a campaign and they I just sort of was tagging along and I was like, this is, this is my character. He's very cool. <laughs> and eventually they like they were like, all right, actually play. They were like, here, let me let us show you how to actually play. And I was like, Aww. thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Everyone okay. has their experience being like a character named like Stash Rodeo. And they're like, yeah, they drive a Ferrari. It's like, this is fantasy. They drive <laughs> a Ferrari. But like, it, it's just important. That's exactly how. Uh, so I've recently played like just fun tabletop games with for some friends from home who have literally no experience in tabletop. And I wrote up note cards of their character classes. And the, the setting was us in high school in 2003. And the classes were like the baller, the cool kid. And like, they I just got that. to do a lot of really cool stuff. And they had a great time just being really overpowered. So I really do like, I'm like, I, I feel seen. I feel this is awesome. Like, it's all very clever and it's all a little tongue-in-cheek in the right way as a nod to like how we all play these kinds of games with and taking out the aspect of like you know wild violence and i think it's really smart yeah yeah i i've i think like it's really interesting to look at like the way that combat is used in both of the games because like with venture it's like yeah no i just i just took combat and just kind of threw it out the window like i don't care i don't want it i originally was gonna write like a monster setting element but then i was like what about no actually mm-hmm. <laughs> what if what if you had to like force that in if you wanted to yeah do it? like you know make <laughs> it like how everybody plays D where we force tons of stuff into a system that doesn't sustain it yeah and you're just i don't know what it. you're talking about aaron D is a universal system <laughs> that can support really every genre and oh, no, adventure absolutely. in D. y'all please support <laughs> jeff and i's new naruto dungeons and dragons <laughs> campaign that's that's <laughs> That's called uh, Jutsu in Dungeons. Hmm. Got it. We got it. We did it. Award nominated podcast. Um, And I'm really excited to kind of like talk through these because a lot of these are very, very much our flavor of like conversations. And of course, there's just tons like they it encourages sitting down with a bunch of friends and like answering questions and talking about how you fit into a world, which is oftentimes like you kind of just exist. You know, your character is like, I'm Gorthar, I'm the fighter, you know, my village was burned and I want vengeance, but not like, who are you? And like, what do you want? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I really like games that don't require a lot of prep because I, like, I do way better when creating characters, like bouncing off ideas from other people instead of just being like, this is my character. Let me do a PowerPoint presentation now that we've started. Exactly. (laughs) Because sometimes like it doesn't fit the dynamic in terms of like what the goals are for every game. Like, you know, Stash Rodeo does not fit in every game, but he he does. (gasps) But like he might I know I'm sorry. Listen, Aaron, I think I think we're done here. I think that (laughs) I think I think that you've reached the end of your AMFC career when you say the word stash rodeo does not belong in every in every (laughs) setting, in every story. I'm so sorry. Like, it, it, they're my OC. Please do not steal. No, it's no, no. It's, I'm, I'm stealing. I'm act. I'm rescuing. Is what I'm doing. Wow, this is just like the social network. 
Okay, so we take a listener prompt. We create the greatest story of all time and create a character uh, using our favorite tabletop games. And a prompt this week, and kind of, Riley, I would love for you to kind of walk us through how to do this well. I don't want to say right, but, like, how to do good at this. And the prompt this week comes to our Discord from Twitter, from Discord user Sparklefish. Prompt, Grimblewood. Grimblewood. All right. I'm down (laughs) with Grimblewood. Love it. Grimblewood can be a place, a person. You know, it can be anything. It can be a material what what is the first thing that pops into your head when you hear Grimblewood, Riley? Hmm. I mean, my first thought was definitely like a place, like some kind of like. Mm. Is it a town or is my, it like a forest? My gut went to place as well. That was kind of yeah. like, I, I feel like if we're exploring Grimblewood, I want to explore Grimblewood the place. Welcome to the, is it the Grimblewood, like a forest or is Grimblewood a town hmm. or a city or I a bus, like, bustling metropolis? I feel like it has to be like a town that's like either next to or used to be a forest. Ooh, right? I like used to be a forest. Mm, I like that. Yeah, what is it now? What is Grimblewood? So Grimblewood's the town, but what was the Grimblewood before? Was it attacked? Was it eaten by beetles? Like, was it a fire? Was it monster attack? You know? I mean, I guess, like, I was thinking, like, like when I said used to be a forest, I mean, like, people, you know, set up there and made a little town and then kind of, like, you know, pulled a Lorax and, like, just kept cutting down trees and stuff. And now, like, the Grimblewood is, like, the houses and stuff. Oh, my. Okay. okay. Can I can I immediately throw out an idea? God, yes. To to both of your pitches, I, I, thought, I, I thought the same thing of, like, it's just a town that chopped down a forest. But, like, to the idea of, like, you know, the forest is itself, I guess if we're talking in, in Dungeons and Dragons terms, uh, like, an adventure location... What if it's a haunted forest where the ghosts are the forest? Ooh, so haunted trees are now Ooh. so haunted houses. A town made of haunted wood is essentially what you're proposing. A ghost yeah. town. It's yeah. a ghost town. Is the town, are, are the denizens of Grimblewood ghosts, or do people live in ghost houses? Don't throw stones when inside a ghost house. I think people live in houses made of wood, but there are literally ghost trees that pop up and have surrounded them. Like the trees themselves are also ghosts. Oh, baby! So wait, so it's wait, wait! So they're the ghosts of trees. Yes, yes. That oh, rules. It does. I see a tree and a sheet with holes cut out of it. <laughs> Thank you. I, well, Aaron, yes, I did DM you a photo. Yes, that is what I'm. That. <laughs> Aaron, please don't play my. Please don't play my videos on air. I don't appreciate it. I'm sorry. It's kind. Of, okay, so if I can just give a brief outline of what Jeff has sent me. <laughs> Jeff is currently in the woods, live calling in from his laptop. He has thrown a sheet over his head and is sitting on the branch of a tree and is wooing. He's trying, oh, he's trying very hard to get the sheet on top of the tree to make it look like the tree is a ghost. But he picked a tree that is very long. No, he has fallen. He's fine. He is fine. Riley, what do you want to do now? So we have a haunted, so the town is surrounded by ghost trees. Ghost trees, like, I think you can also throw in maybe some ghostly animals. Of course, Just sort of weird spectral ghosts, but like a haunted wood. Because like, I I like the idea of a haunted wood that like the wood is haunted. Okay, so our character, as as we move into characters, is this the person who lives in the town? Or do they stumble upon Grimblewood? And is this like, I'm the only one who can, you know... Let's let's start at the let's oh, so we have our setting. Let's just start there. We have mm-hmm. Grimblewood, we have Ghost Town, Ghost Squirrels, Ghost Acorns, Ghost Hay for Ghost Horses. I mean, like the thing is, we could do setting elements if we wanted to. That's oh, what I was gonna. That's what I was, gonna, I was thinking. See, I'm a I'm a noob. You two tabletop enthusiasts <sighs> and professionals who have both published more than one game, uh, please walk me through this. And I'm not being sarcastic. No, 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 yeah, for sure. So, yeah. uh, let's, so, uh, in the venture, um, I, I feel like I'm, I'm taking the wheels and I shouldn't. Riley, walk us through this process. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was slipping into party of one mode. I think you could hear it by being like, so let's play a game, everybody. So what yeah. we're gonna, I don't know why I'm putting on like a fake voice for when I do party of one, which is a podcast that I love and cherish. I don't know why I'm suddenly approaching it mockingly. <laughs> you just gotta make fun of yourself. Don't worry. We'll fix that in post. Thanks, future me. <laughs> 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 My guest this week is Riley Rethel. Riley, thanks so much for coming on Radio One. 
Hey, I'm here too. Please don't forget oh, no. about me. Oh no! I'm too many people. Every, everything's falling apart. I just got shoved in the tabletop locker by the two jocks who make all these games. <laughs> Publish a game, nerd. Your itch is just a bunch of games you bought. Ugh, disgusting. God, don't even talk. You can't sit with us. No. All right. So please, Riley, show us how to make a setting using the wisdom that is you. That was badly phrased, but the wisdom of the thing you've made. <laughs> yeah, so uh, belonging outside belonging games have a thing called setting elements, which are basically like, um, they're used to basically like, um, what's the word? Like distribute the kind of GM role because it's a GMless mm-hmm. game. So you have these like different oh. like elements of the setting um, that you're kind of deciding beforehand. And then like they have moves that you can play them in the oh actual my God. game. That's really smart. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm learning all this as we go, (laughs) listeners, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's super smart. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really proud of in the game. (laughs) In the game I just published, it's a Star Wars belonging outside belonging game called Galactic. Um, Mm -hmm. I added lures. And so, like, in in this game, there are lures that for the characters where it's like, if you, you know, if you, like, engage in this way with me, you get a token. Um, But I added them to the setting elements instead to kind of, like, add them more into the game, which I think was really clever. But that's. Not part of this. Um, so in in Venture, um, there are two different things that you decide about each of the setting elements, which are the ways that it manifests and then its desires. So we could go mm-hmm. through those kind of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So why don't we... So there's two... Actually, I kind of feel like there's two that I kind of want to to grab here. Like two of the setting elements that I'm looking through, the ones in the in the book are the darkness, the celestial, the arcane, the mundane, the authority, and the underbelly. Okay. I'm kind of thinking maybe, uh, what do you both think about like doing two of them? One of them being the mundane and the other being either the arcane or the darkness? What, how do we want, why are, like, can I ask both of you a question first, especially you, Riley? Why are there ghost trees? And that'll fuel like which one we pick. Yeah. Why are there ghost trees? Um, hmm. Is it a thing where like trees always have ghosts? Except oh. they're just all, they're only. Like, you only notice them when there's a lot of them. Okay. Okay. So what I'm getting is that there's, like, a tree. Are these sentient trees, or you mean all trees? I mean, I feel like all trees just have ghosts. Okay. I fuck with <laughs> I mean, this. And I, I, I like that if we're, it's time to get into heady all my fantasy children lore, y'all. I'm ready. Get I'm ready. ready. Um, I mean, technically, everything goes back into the ley line after it dies. Like, technically, death, yeah. it, death, death comes to all things. So, like... Is it like, did it get cut off from the ley lines then? That's what I'm saying. That's, like, really, is it, inter- that's really interesting. Yeah. Is it like there's something keep, you know, like the unfinished business trope, but like what would keep a tree from entering the ley line? <sighs> is it, you know, a bad person? Is it, you know, bad soil? Is it an is it an outside thing? Is it a natural occurrence? Is it just where they are? I have or, yet another lore suggestion. <laughs> uh, so who is this guy? Who is this professional? <laughs> just kicking down doors left yeah. and right. I'm just sitting in my hands. I have a Sharpie in my hand and a thing of Post-its taking notes. And Jesus, gee willikers. And, and this was this is one that I'm excited about because I know it's an episode that, that Riley is very fond of. So I'm excited <laughs> to like get to play in this space with the both of you. Okay. Um, if we're talking about something that cut you off from the ley line, what I might want to propose is it's something is – Maybe um, talking about like because uh, Riley threw out the suggestion or, or threw out the suggestion and Aaron kind of bounced off of it that this was a town that kind of sprung up very quickly. Yes. Kind of Loraxed it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. What that know. immediately like what thinking through like the idea that these these were ghosts that were cut off from the ley line coupled from a town that rapidly developed faster than it should have tells me that this is somehow connected to the ghost train and i'm going to propose that this that grimblewood was supposed to be a stop on the track that oh, like baby. in the way of like um in in the tradition of towns such as ogdenville and north haverbrook oh wow um, you're throwing out deep simpsons cuts deep simpsons on the cuts. monorail um so what i'm proposing yeah a town like ogdenville or north haverbrook where it's a town that was supposed to be a stop so they built like half of a town and then just it got blasted with an enormous amount of ghost energy. Oh, no. The trees are in the ghost dimension. We said that there's a ghost dimension, Jeff. Yeah. And it's and like the a trees space are in the between ghost worlds. And like are being pulled back by the existence of Grimblewood. So they're, they're trees that are hop, that are appearing and disappearing into the ghost dimension. Oh, love this. Are there still people in the town of Grimblewood? 
I want there to be. I think yes. there are. I think there oh. are. I think okay. there are in the same way that there were that again going to Deep Simpsons references. There were people in Ogdenville and North Haverbrook. One hundred. So is it? Does it have the dried up mining town feel? Where like you know, if you, there are certain places on like Route sixty six that have slowed down because no one drives on it that much anymore. Are you talking about Mount Holly in two thousand eight? Sure, Route 66? Dude, you're from New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about Mount Holly, New Jersey, circa like t- before craft beer came in. Oh, 100%. Like a town that has not, no one comes through this yeah. town of Grimblewood anymore. It's just kind of not expanding. It's not growing. The same people have lived in there. It's just like you never leave Grimblewood. You know, and everybody in there is kind. I, I For me, may I may I have a pitch? No. Everyone in Grimblewood no. is kind of <laughs> sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, I think we're gonna. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw it back on you and say I think we're gonna end on what I said. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess that's fine. This show sucks. <laughs> um, I think that like the town is not is everyone's kind of like has low expectations and low hopes in Grimblewood because I think getting travelers to come by and getting things started in the face of literal haunted trees and animals is quite difficult. And that is, and I say, until they reach the millennials. Yeah, yeah. Until oh, they have to the millennials yes. with craft, craft beer. Oh, I was just thinking, like, hey, guys, there's uh, this haunted town. Don't you want to go to this haunted town? Oh, my God. It becomes like a ghost hunter place. Riley, you are a GD genius. Yep, yep, that's it. Okay, so appealing to millennials is so fucking real in the way that, like— Somebody just starts a Twitter. Oh, it's out of town, like, out of touch, like, boomers being like, oh, the mine's dried up and fucking ghost trees everywhere. What if we started a YouTube channel showing people these spooky trees and then ghost hunters and paranormal investigators can come investigate okay. it? So this this is this is wonderful and this I think gives us a very good basis to build uh some characters using the playbooks in the book as well as some some setting elements that I think we can pull from. Hell okay. yes. Do you have any initial thoughts on this Riley of appealing to millennials? This this idea of a, a ghost town slowing down, that slowed down, all of a sudden all the older people are like, I know, I'll pull out my jitterbug and we'll record some lit content. I mean, I'd like to imagine that there are also like younger people there, right? Like there's, you know, yeah. there's the kid who's like, I gotta get out of this town. And oh, then... that kind of idea. I like that. <laughs> and then they, they don't because they become like a, you know, the person from Grimblewood who, who yeah. does the vlogs. Okay, so are we going to create a? Can we create a paranormal investigator? Yeah, I think I would, we would love create to create a whole crew of paranormal investigators. Oh, ghost hunters! Have either of you watched the Ghost Hunters shows? Oh, for sure, no. Aaron. Of course. What, Riley? How could you? <laughs> I'm how could sorry. You how could you betray us like this? Do you have a general? Un- this is me. This is me quizzing you for fun. Do you have a general understanding of what they are like? I think so. I've I've listened to Follow the Leader, and they have some episodes where they're characters are paranormal investigators also i've watched a jenny nicholson video about a show so okay. like i i have a very meta knowledge which is on brand for me so the shows all i'll say is the shows are very dramatic and they are oftentimes like hyping up something that they are not actually feeling everything's very exaggerated like if they feel a chill they're like oh this room just became freezing i can barely feel my fingers i'm so cold when in reality it dropped like four degrees so that is the kind of is it that is it performative or are they genuinely paranormal investigating? I think they're genuinely. Com- I mean, because I think the difference here is that the ghost forest is real. Mm. So I think this is this is. Um, I think a group of my proposal is this is a group of people who have come to explore the literal haunted forest. Riley, why are they doing that? Throw that to you. Why are they mm. Why are they investigating these ghost trees, this ghost forest, these ghost deer? I mean, I feel like it's just really cool. I don't know if there's like another. No, it doesn't have to be a noble quest. It can just be like, it's dope. Are you kidding? There's yeah. a ghost deer yeah. frolicking through the forest. So that means is it? it's not hostile also. Is it just like hanging out? It does its, its own thing. It doesn't bother you. It's just spectral and spooky. Yeah, I feel like it's probably just like mostly going through the same kind of motions that it did like. Okay, that is very interesting to me because this is almost like a nature documentary series then, but also oh makes the paranormal investigators. Oh, that mm-hmm. rules. Because they're just observing nature, but it's like ghost nature. Yeah. It's, it is a weird supernatural thing that has developed. I like it. Like, 
you know, do seasons change? Are there different seasons? Is there different weather, you know, in the ghost forest than there is in, say, the real world? I put that in air quotes. But, like, things like that, okay. So, I'm ready to make... I, I propose that I'm ready to make some characters. All right. I have to decree that I am comfortable with that. All right. Sounds good. So, <laughs> Riley, answer me a real question, if you don't mind. Sh- sure. Do we Plus each... One. Thank you. We got it. We got it. All right. Wrap it up. I'm going to hit stop in audacity. All right. Cool. Thanks so much. This episode is going to be so bad. <laughs> um, so do we each pick a setting element or is there a set number that we choose? Um, I mean, like in an actual game, you'd be doing all of them kind of like together. Oh, okay. Um, But like we can do whatever. Do you want to pick like two or three? Yeah. I think that's Let's do work. it. I'm ready for this. And then we'll just talk about the people who during this essential nature documentary to bring in millennials. And I figure I figure what we'll do after we pick the setting document, since we're pre- putting together a group, maybe we each pick a playbook and we kind of go through it and talk about our choices as we go. I fuck, yeah. fuck with that, yes. All right. So which setting element are you most int- are you both most interested in filling out? I mean, I'm always interested in the mundane. <laughs> I think that's kind of where I was going too. Because, like, I want to know about, because, again, I want to know about the town of Grimblewood and why people haven't left. And I think, like, filling out that setting element is going to answer some questions. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree as I read. Um, The world is made up of more than magic. It's made up of people who every day wants and needs. We are some of those people, even if we sometimes believe we are different. I love that so much as it is literal nature and, Mm -hmm. like, just this, this implies that it's, like, you're just a part of this world. It might look different. It might feel different and be spectral and ghostly, but it's the same deer. They're just cut off. You know, they just can't, they can't enter the ley line. So what are the two ways, what are the two ways that Grimblewood, the town of Grimblewood manifests? Are they kind looks, longstanding rivalries, communal gatherings, town gossip, bustling trade, familiar faces, social pressures, or a need for protection? We're going to choose, as a group, we're going to choose two of them. Okay. I, I do love the idea of long-standing rivalries in this I do town. Like, I do like that. I, okay. I kind of like it between... I like it because if it's a ghost forest, that means those rivalries can go on past the grave. <laughs> oh, God bless. That, that means that, that your house is haunted and you don't leave because I'm not giving that bastard my house. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, giving the ghost? <laughs> yeah, a ghost. Your, your house becomes haunted. And you're, and you're like, like no. no, you leave. So I have a fun story. Um, <laughs> actually, on this topic, it's a real world story that I'll tell very quickly. My father, when he moved into his uh, house in like 2006, was like this toilet paper from the top bathroom kept being pulled down the stairs and laid perfectly down the stairs every night. The roll would get pulled down and like laid perfectly placed, like not a single wrinkle every single night and I was in college so he knows it wasn't him and so he stayed up until 4 o'clock in the morning or like 3.30 and was like lit a candle in the darkness the bravest thing I've ever heard and was like okay so I don't you know I don't mean anybody any harm this is my house I live here now and like we're gonna have to live together so can you please stop like you know messing with me I really don't appreciate it I'm more than willing to just you know treat your house with respect and blah 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 but I live here now and it fucking stopped so I what? like the idea of as if my father sat down and was like, look, fuckface, stop with the toilet paper. This is my house. Get out. I just, like, I just really enjoy the idea of having a rivalry with a ghost. Like a prank is that, war. Is that, is that ghost deer back? Is that ghost? Get out of here. I also love the idea of like having like like a like a family rivalry where there's like two families. Yeah. And instead of being like, yeah, it's been so long that we like forgot. It's like there's the ghost that like remembers. Like, yeah. oh no, I remember exactly what happened. He <laughs> we, beat me in tic tac toe. We know. We know years what ago. started. <laughs> I love that so much. I so I the thing which makes which I think naturally I think makes like familiar faces a really natural way that it mm. manifests if we're proposing that there are just ghosts of people animals and trees which like is funny but there's also something terrifying about that that like you that like you can never escape your past ooh I like that the a town. lot like they like they're, like the town never forgets which is sort of terrifying. Yeah, it's like small town culture, but like times a thousand. Yeah. Exactly. Like we said at the beginning where it's like, you know, everyone in the town and everyone knows everyone. It's that magnified on a, a lot grander scale. But 
it also implies that like you can get the wisdom of the past. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like, you know, if there's someone who's like, I used to be the greatest cobbler in Grimwood, Grimblewood, you know, you'd never have to the, the cobbler in town could just like be their apprentice, you know, until they're ready. You know, there's lots of ways to do but also not escaping your past is horrifying. Mm-hmm. Got like a backseat cobbler all the time and it's a ghost. Yeah. See, you gotta hit the tip with the hammer. No, <laughs> yeah, you're no No, no, this is a start new again. Technique, Dad. You're literally dead. Like fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that long-standing rivalry. You died in a cobbling accident. I'm not listening to you. <laughs> I read your newspaper. You died in a cobbling accident. How are you gonna tell me how to fucking cobble? <laughs> I so I also like I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull another piece of lore from where Aaron and I grew up, Mount Holly, New Jersey, that there is in fact a spectral cobbler shop. Yes. That like oh. no one can explain it. No one explains it. It's just there. So you're proposing that there are also so we're branching into the fact that this town is a blend between ghost and real, and they live amongst each other. And yes. I like this a lot more personally, where it's like, yes, there's a ghost forest, but like perhaps the cobbler shop, all this like mm-hmm. one morning is there yeah. in like the lot that it used to be. And these people kind of have to learn to live with ghosts with and like, past, you know, yeah. it's yeah, with their, the town's past, their family's past, their friends. It's kind of this blend between the living and the non living. That I re- it's like Beetlejuice. Essentially, we made <laughs> Beetlejuice. Thank you, everyone. Good night. This has been a great episode. Pack it up. No, we're good. But um, it makes me th- – I see uh, the mundane manifest in familiar faces, mm-hmm. and I really like that a lot where it's like everyone knows everyone. And in that way, they're like a family where they fight with their rivalries and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like uh, – what was it, yours, Jeff? Mine was familiar faces. So yeah, Oh, was it? Yeah. Did you use familiar faces too? I thought so. I'm sorry. I'm no, thinking. So, I'm thinking so hard. I panic so hard when we play games. Um, but it, it is this really lovely. It's almost all of them. Now that I'm looking at it, now that we think of it as this like this beautiful town, this family feel of like everybody has to enter, everyone has to live amongst each other and make peace. So it's kind looks, long-standing rivalries, communal gatherings, town gossip, bustling trade, familiar faces, social pressures, and a need for protection. It's an it's yeah. an ener- it's a mood. It's a big mood. It's a big mood. It's <laughs> big, a big, big mood. small town energy. Mug mundane is written very. Very well. Um, Thank you. Yeah, that's good because it. Uh, no matter what, all of these things evoke a very. They evoke very strong images, no matter which. And for us, it's like kind of all. Oh. Um, and now what? We circle two desires. Yeah. What are we? What do we want the desires to be? Riley, thoughts? Um, I think I think Aaron should go because he hasn't Aaron? picked one yet. Yeah, Aaron. What I'm going to say, um, hmm, desires. So desires would be like what the town wants. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so like in in like if you're actually playing a game, it's very much like what narratively you're interested in like Ooh. people of the mundane world like wanting from you or like wanting ar- okay. around you. I am going to go with I'm going to pick uh it's a big one. I'm going to say the absence of change. And it it's, it reminds me because I said I we saw a need for protection in the first one. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think that this town is like trying to draw in people but also like n- maintain like th- this has become like a culture of existing with ghosts. You know what I mean? And it it, it would strike a balance that like if shaken could you know, kind of be disastrous where it's like if people moved in who are not okay with this, you know, or don't like, like, you know what I mean? If, if, if you don't learn to like flow with this weird town of Grimblewood and this ghostliness, I think that, you know, is something that they want. They want to attract people, but it's like, but be careful, you know, it's a lot. Is that it? Where they're like trying to draw people in, but also show people the joys of how fucking weird it is. I love that. And, but can I ask a question? And the answer to this may be no. Okay. Can I make that horrifying? (laughs) Yes, please. Yes, yes, of course. Because what that tells me, like, it reminds me a lot of, like, ghost stories. Of the idea that, like, the ghost has, like, the ghost has a routine that if disrupted, like, it turns violent. Like, and the idea of a culture that is so married to ghosts and spirits and the past and you know, familiar faces and the absence of change is almost a culture that has taken on the appearance of that, like, spectral ghost. It reminds me of the the twins from The Shining, right? It's come play with us forever and ever and ever. Yes. It's this idea that, like, and, and the idea of, like, drawing you in is this idea of, like, just come be a part of the town. It's Hotel California. I'm proposing Hotel California. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. it. Like, the mundane has this... 
if you look, if you kind of turn, not turn it on its head, but just like you know, you put you put a pair of ugly sunglasses on and look at it, you can be like, hmm, what if all this is the allure is like small town charm, and you know this ghostly thing that like hey, has this. Hey, perfect I think balance. we just created American fascism. Oh no, <laughs> we did it. We did it. We got it. Dang it! Gosh, dang it! Oh, <laughs> not dang again! It, dang it. No, not again! I just fucker. I kind of love this haunted town that like pulls you in, and then like you just it like it just it's mud, right? Like it's mm-hmm. just it is this spectral supernatural mud, and like that's the curse of the ghost train, right? Like that's yeah. That's the that's this energy that will not let the past die, right? This horrible capitalism energy, and like, <laughs> but like truly, welcome um, to having me on your show. I know we did it, we did it, y'all. <laughs> we did it, we did it right. Um, and it, it makes me feel like the, uh, the, the children of a corn have like a village. The children of the corn, yeah, yeah. The whole thing is that's like a spooky town where it's like you walk in, like if it's kind of like Resident Evil, Silent Hill. Like if you were to pull up to this place, you'd like pull over in real life and be like, "Yo, what the fuck is that?" Where there's like two, a farmer and a ghost farmer being like, "Hello," one's growing like gro- ghost crops. They're like, would you like <laughs> to try some ghost corn? And it's like, okay, great, you can come have ghost corn. But you have to do things when you're in our town. You have to do things a little differently. And then it's like, like, and then like halfway through, somebody pulls you aside and is like, "That ghost farmer's a bastard," and here's why: two hundred years ago, two hundred <laughs> years ago, he stole a whole bushel of my ghost apples. And, and you're somebody like, else pulls what? you aside and is like, "Don't listen to anything that motherfucker says." <laughs> And then you're just embroiled in it. Then you're just trapped in this, and suddenly Drama you, can't, town. you can't trust anybody. Like it's vi- like I like this. I that's very compelling to me. And they're still are we, okay. Question for you, Riley: Are they still trying to attract? Are they trying to get that young energy? Is this like? A, are they luring in with like a siren song, youthful millennial energy? <laughs> oh God, I I don't know. The whole time I haven't really been thinking. Like I feel like there's just like some kids. Like I like they're still like people being born and stuff yeah. oh, and i think there are just like some younger people who are like i gotta get out of this town oh for sure. okay so i what you're smart you're very smart that is a good <laughs> twist because everyone's wrapped up in this circle of drama and bullshit and like don't listen to anything farmer joe tells you he's a piece of shit like, fuck <laughs> farmer jeremy that guy's a piece of shit and then there's also kids on their phones being like yo fuck both of you this sucks yeah like i i this is this, this town's is actually going perpetuating a harmful cycle and <laughs> yes they're very wise the kids are very wise <laughs> they got radicalized online the kids are all right I love this so much. Um, so can you tell me then uh, that so the 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 adults, the adults, the the unhip boomers of the town want the <laughs> absence of change. Riley, what are the kids? What's the kids desire? Um, mm, I mean, I like that. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I, you didn't think I knew how to play games. <laughs> did you? Surprise, Internet. <laughs> Aaron, I play games with you. I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> So when do I roll this? I have had a D8 sweating in my hand this whole time. Riley, when do I roll this? Um, You can roll it whenever you want. Hup. All right. I rolled a D4. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Got a three, by the way. That's great. All right. Uh, what? Nothing, Turns out great. the people of Grimblewood want to hunt people for sport. <laughs> oh, all right. So what I'm seeing is... Uh, no. I think they're a sucker for a pretty face. They are. <laughs> they do. They are. Yep. Man, just, did you feel that in your hand? That was a high five. Riley out, <laughs> Riley, Riley outmaneuvered both of us on that one, frankly. That's true. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> deep, deep cut on that. No, what is their millennial desire? I'm, I'm torn between hope and rational explanations. Yeah, they can be both. I don't see why That's I can't true. be both. <laughs> I... I, I I, I'm not needed here. I'm going to go. <laughs> this whole show, is, this whole episode has essentially been being like, Riley's very good at this. And Jeff and I occasionally are like, what if it's the ghost farmers say fuck you to each other? <laughs> what if ghost corn? What Everything ghost you're corn? saying is very good. <laughs> Listen. All right. So please tell me about rational explanations and hope because those are big. I mean, I like the idea of like... Like, these young people being more connected with other, like, I don't really know how that would work in fantasy, but, like, let's pretend. Oh, there's, there's... phones and internet. Why isn't oh, there? We have, course, we have yeah. fantasy Reddit for fuck's sake. Yeah, that's <laughs> why, true. Why <laughs> not? <laughs> Fine. Oh, I'm so glad that I get to come on here and be like, okay, you have fantasy ready, but, like, what about fantasy love just Twitter? <laughs> oh, no. Mm, yes. It, yeah. <laughs> so, essentially, that's what you're creating right oh, now. Oh, sure. God. I'm so Step glad. Step into the light. This is actually, take... this is my master plan all along. <laughs> Find your light and deliver, because I know you're ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, God. But yeah, like, like there is, and like, kind of like learning like how weird their town is because you wouldn't necessarily like know that. No, like, yeah. of course oh, not. Oh man, yeah, like, like the ghost trees are out again and like everyone on their timelines, like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, They're like, on WizWit. I forgot we have fantasy Twitter. Yeah, we, we have, have WizWit. <laughs> I, I I don't remember that one. Not gonna lie, but oh, I, it's, I it's wizards you. wizards social media platform. <laughs> yeah, it's called Wizwit, oh, no. and it's for it started for sharing really brilliant ideas, but of course turned into you know Twitter. Great, good. <laughs> like, wait, did you say ghost? Did you say ghost court? Go, <laughs> and like just learning like how weird the place that they live in is, and being like, okay, like what's up with that? Like why why is it like that? Is there like a reason? And like like really wanting to like understand like. Like, what's up with the place they live? Okay. Um, and also, like, wanting hope and, like, you know, I got to get out of this town. I'm going to, like, you know, make something of myself or whatever. So, Do it, sorry, go ahead, Jeff. Um, bouncing off of that, like, uh, if I could throw out a pitch around hope that, like, really stands out to me, is it feels like that stands in contrast to, like, the familiar faces aspect. Like, these old, because it feels like if they're specifically, like, reaching out to these other people, right, and forging these connections in these communities, mm-hmm. it feels like that's coming from a place that is very much opposed to, uh, you stole a bushel of apples from me 400 years ago, so my spirit is going to haunt you by throwing toilet paper down your stairs every <laughs> night for the next 400 years. Like, they, there's, there's a level of, like, we are going to positively build connections and community that stands at odds with... Our spite and bitterness and grudges are so powerful that they will bend the laws of reality. Hell yeah. See, you just found the source of the ghostliness, and I love that so much. It's spite. It is It is like grudges being held, and these people are on whizwit. These these young people are on whizwit, or just like these- Wait, wait, wait. Ho- can I- can I yeah, pitch something? Ahead. Can I turn oh my- that around? What if people God, yes. think? What if people think that it's spite? Oh, what is it really? Just fucking ghost train I think, shit. I think they're just there. Like I think it's just a thing that happens. I love this. Oh, so people think it's because of like a grudge being held, but it's really just like a supernatural occurrence. Yeah, I think it's. I I I think it is. If I can propose, I think it started with the ghost train, right? Like, all that energy just exploded, and suddenly people, because they already had these hundred-year-old grudges, were like, oh, see that? That grudge brought that person back. That's what that was. That's a grudge. Oh, God, they literally think that they'll, like, cease to exist if they, like have the community oh, together and then they also think smart. that they're they also think they're the literal center of the universe yes <laughs> if it's like yeah. if i don't hold this grudge if i don't keep talking shit about farmer jeremy it's this sad reality of like i might fade away and then no one will know i'm even you know no everyone will forget about me you know so if i maintain the, is it that kind of thing and where it's if like they forget about me they'll forget about the ways that they've wronged me <laughs> yes like and i don't want to fade away so i might as well keep toilet papering farmer jeremy's fucking house every night you know is it does it come from that well the the feud in any way the fuss and a feud yeah, i like yeah, that i, I like so. that i think they're they're like perpetuated by this idea that like well you know it kind of sucks it is annoying that we have to do this and like I mean, but, like, it's that, but also, like, you know, you do feel it because that's how it works, but also this idea of, like, not really being able to be, like, what if we stopped? Because there's yeah. this idea of, like, if we stopped, we would literally die. Yeah. Oh, that's so Again. sad. That's so sad. Um, so, how do these kids either get out, solve this, or do they just kind of become... Like, these kids just kind of better themselves by learning that, like, there's a world outside of Grimblewood. You know, it, you know what I mean? Just kind of to find, because we got, we, we got to, you know, why the town is the way it is. And the hope for change is these, is these people who are kind of like on their phones, learning about the world, you know, making their leftist Twitter in a way of speaking in, in, you know, but what does that gain them? You know what I mean? They, they want to do it because they, they are, why are they doing this again? Just because they're just like, there has to be a better way. They're just like thinking outside of what they know. They've realized that they've realized that their existence is baffling. Okay. (laughs) What is the conclusion here? Hmm. You know what I mean? If the beginning is like, there is a ghost town because of this, the middle section is very much, you know, um, the farmer, like, you know, it's because of the grudges and the feuding and this and that. And they're tied in this cyclical thing because everyone thinks they'll kind of fade away and lose their way of life. But these young kids are seeing that, like, there's an entire world out there, and that might not be true. Do they just fucking leave the town? You know, is there a mass exodus of Grimblewood? 
Maybe that's where, like, the reporter... Like, we had talked about, like, nature documentaries and people outside and, like, young people being like, hey, come visit. Maybe that's where all that comes from, right? Maybe it is... Maybe it's pulling back a little bit and, and looking at sort of the, like, you know... uh the kind of like attracting millennials thing that we had talked about. What if that's young people being like, if you come and you look at this and we can maybe like culturally impact changes on a local level. Ooh, Hell yeah. I, like, I like that a lot where it's like, come shake up our town, like come see what it's about. And like, maybe like, and bring who you are, bring your world, bring your life, open a fucking business in my town. And like, you know, and kind of disrupt the foundation of this, shitty way that we've been doing things for a really long time is it that i think that that feels right to me it does and like new people start coming new businesses new lives new stories and all of a sudden somebody is like i don't give a fuck about farmer jeremy i'm not gonna fucking fight with you and farmer jeremy is like no but he doesn't fade away just throwing ghost apples (laughs) yeah (laughs) and like people stop giving a shit and like somebody like grabs farmer jeremy's wrist and is like yo stop like relax stop throwing ghost apples I'm like all right but if i don't i'll die and they're like you ever like you know and i think i'm trying to wrap i'm trying to put a bow on this you know what i mean like what yeah. is the the what's the good part of this how does everything come together in the town of grimblewood if it does i think that's i think that's the place that i feel like it's the right place to leave it is like a cultural change is happening right like people are coming in Things are changing. It might not be at the moment, but I feel like that's that feels to me like the place to kind of leave Grimblewood for the time being. At least that's the vibe I get. Yeah. Um, it gives me the idea that like the beacon has been sent out yeah. by the people using using footage of the town, using like people mm-hmm. walking through the woods and being like, look, if you like nature, look at this weird. It's like snowing one minute and then the next it's raining and it's sunny. And look, ghost deer. Like, do you like deer? Come look at our stuff. And like, this is how we it's basically they start vlogging and showing the mm-hmm. world this weird world thinking like you know they might be also thinking like and if it gets disrupted maybe this horrible way of living will stop cheat it won't like it it won't (laughs) but you know it could shake up kind of the town as a whole it won't make the ghosts go away but like anything to change kind of the cycle that they're in i think is what they're looking for and so they start trying to draw people to grimblewood by making it a tourist destination or just like start a new life in this dope ghost town we live in yeah what say you riley I don't know. I I feel like this is what I'm listening to. I'm like, this is like some really, really cool stuff. And I'd want the ending to be like, or like the last note to be like perfect. But I don't know what that is exactly. We can find um, it. I I have a thought. Go ahead. I got fucking nothing. <laughs> that, that connects the two things that we've been kind of playing around or the thing that I've been playing around. Like that connect kind of the two big things. And that okay. is... Would it be okay with everyone if I just ran through a setting element here? Go for it. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Because, like, something that jumps out to me, like, is the idea of... I like the idea that people think the town is built on bitterness and spite and old grudges. And, like, it's not. But what if it also is? (sighs) What if it's born because, like, somebody has refused to what if there was a what if there was a boss that you could challenge to directly like confront this idea like of the final boss and when they're defeated yeah. is like the spite has been released oh that kind of boss okay well no <laughs> I, both got like you're you're on the right track rally because what i want to propose is like the idea of like this bitterness and this grudge Tying back into the idea of ley lines being a primer, that when you die, it is your impact on the world, it echoes out. What if somebody's impact on the world was simply that they bled their spite and bitterness and stubbornness and refusal to not dig in their heels into this space that created this supernatural thing? What if it was the person that sold out this space into being a site for the ghost train? Oh, so it is a literal, a literal work boss who is also like an evil spirit that is turning this place into a place of bitterness because of a like beyond the grave refusal to admit that forcing a town to be a site for a calamitous ghost train that is a metaphor for capitalism was not a good idea. So I want I want you both to know that I've written a different game called The Riot Starts that is that I think we just created that game 
All right. We did <laughs> that's it. That's what we've right. done. We did it. So that's going to be on Kickstarter when? Yeah. Oh, Tomorrow. I mean, at the rate you work, it'll be on like in a week or tomorrow. Okay. I, I actually, Evan talks about Kickstarting that along with another friend's <laughs> game. So listen. <laughs> So we'll put this episode on on the shelf. Yeah, and then uh, when that's ready, you call us. And I, and I like it being very like, for lack of a better term, like Riley centric, because I know that this is very much your brand. Um, the idea that there's Ghost Train with it, like created by greed and shitty like hopes of gain, and like you know, I want to be the fastest, I want to be the best, and I'm willing to stomp on everyone. Someone in the town of Grimblewood was like, I'll sell it out. Like, you know, I'll, I'll get that money. Yeah. I'll give up my entire town in order to, you know, be a stop on this train. You know how much money we're going to make in transit? Like, we're finally going to be the tourism hub of fantasy. Like, oh, my God, we're going to be on the rail. And Gortham they Grimblewood. Yeah. What is it? Gortham Grimblewood. Gortham Grimblewood is what? my name, and I wear big suspenders. And I'm putting Grimble. I'm putting Grimblewood on the map. That's right. I named it after myself. Facts. God, it had a different name until he was like, no, 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 for, for like the train stuff, just put Grimblewood, it's fine. Oh, that's put Grimblewood, dirty, it's fine. that's dirty. And I love this idea that there's a calamitous ghost train that creates like a literal path of devastation in terms of corruption, in terms of, <laughs> in terms of capitalistic corruption and like on a railroad track across the world, you know, it, mm-hmm. there's literally bulldozed the town of Grimblewood. And now it's up to these young kids and their and their fucking Twitter feeds and they're inviting <laughs> new ideas to get the town's curse broken, essentially. By specifically killing the ghost of an old <laughs> railroad baron. By specifically drawing their blades. <laughs> oh my god, okay, okay. I wanna like frame this scene because it's so imp- it's like it's like one of those like, oh, you know, if you kill me, then you're just as bad as me, and like you're just giving into the spite. And they're like, no, actually, fuck you, no, and they kill him. The end. <laughs> so, what, so there's the bow. We did it. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, this whole story makes way more sense to me because it's uh, it is it is a Stephen King it story. Like it is it is a, it is young people in a town that is haunted by like. Some very thinly veiled metaphorical monster that yes. like they have to come together and kill as friends. Like it is that I love that, this. That perspective makes so much sense to me because it's a kids on bikes thing where we've created a kids on bikes. We've created stranger I love things, it. and all these people from like with different points of view and different cultures come together to be like, "No, fuck you! This is not how the rest of the world does shit. Die, go away." So now we're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna play a game of dungeon, playing the characters oh that my are God. playing D D at the start of our story, in which they kill the rail baron. Right? See, <laughs> that is an idea. Wow, I think that's a wrap. That's, that's a wrap, Riley. That's a really good bow. I gotta yeah, say, it's always the hardest great. part of the show is finding the little bow to tie at the end. And that was a really good one. It's like you're just, you're as bad as oh, if you kill me, oh, what was it? If you kill me, you're just as bad, eh? No. What was his name? (laughs) Gortham Grimblewood. You killed Gortham Grimblewood, you're just as bad. Ow, you you stabbed me. (laughs) I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you saw, I'm glad that you saw that I'd been stabbing with a spear whenever I kill Gortham Grimble, whenever I pantomime killing Gortham Grimblewood. I don't know why it's really specifically just driving a spear into his gut, (laughs) but it's just. Is that the vampire thing? Uh, that's like a stake through the heart. I'm sort of, this is sort of, this is a two arm, this is a two handed pole arm situation that seems excessive. <laughs> Very limited eye contact, just like, eh. <laughs> no, no, fuck, no, fuck you, Gortham. I yeah. lo- love this. So, ow, my ribs, um, <laughs> my organs. That's a wrap on fucking Grimblewood and the kind of cursed town that was broken by. You know, really... S- punching fascists. Exactly. Punching fascists. <laughs> oh, Riley, thank you so much for coming on our little podcast that could. <laughs> thank you for having me. You have been a fucking joy and a treasure and your good. wisdom and work, your dedication to producing good work and getting people a little smarter and a little more informed about important <laughs> things while also taking them on amazing journeys through your games is admirable work. And I always respect you for that. Thank you so much. Yeah. 
oh, to do uh, what's the Jeff thing? Tell us where people yeah. can find you on social media. Yeah, I'm sitting uh, back. I'm done. I'm not. Doing know, I'm I'm dripping with sweat. Like, what does Jeff say on Party of One? Um, um, tell us where folks can find you on social media. Uh, you can find me solely on Grimblewood Leftist Twitter, <laughs> talking about spears or whatever. Um, you can find me on Twitter at jsadx. That's J A C E A D D A X. Um, you can find the games that I write at metagame.itch.io, and you can back Venture and Dungeon at bit.ly slash Venture Dungeon, or you can just go to my pin tweet. Yeah, if you want to have, like, this was literally just, like, the tip of the iceberg in terms of, like... We did one setting element. (laughs) Yeah, we did did one one setting. setting. We're supposed to have five more. (laughs) Yes, and and it's, like, supposed to be this big, grandiose thing. Like, just imagine how much fun you can have. Like, I kind of want to use this a lot when Jeff and I are creating, like anything just because it's really fun things to kick back and forth this is fun and like you should back venture and dungeon on kickstarter and then when it's out guess what you should do you should buy it with your capitalistic gains you monster right. <laughs> that's right that's right gortham turns out yeah. it was you turns out oh, it was God. you i hold on jeff i found a picture of gortham grimblewood <laughs> and i hold up a mirror <laughs> Wow, you're saying Gortham Grimblewood is bad on your iPhone? <laughs> yeah, how dare you? Oh, how do you pay for your Wi-Fi with your gains? Oh, God, you're a monster. <laughs> Kickstarter? Kickstarter's asking for money. That's ridiculous. Turns out turns out we were recording with Gortham the whole time. <laughs> turns, oh, no, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> no, I was, was here. Over- <laughs> <laughs> I've invaded your world and I've created a thing called Kickstarter. <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen. Also, uh, hashtag recognize KSRU. Yes. Let let yes, Kickstarter agreed. unionize. <laughs> let them unionize. Gortham. What else do we do? Um, um, um. Oh, if you'd like uh, to submit a prompt for the yep, show, uh, there there's a lot of ways that you can do it. Aaron, what are they? Oh my God! You can post them on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash children. You can tweet them at us at amfc underscore podcast. Uh, you can post them in our Discord page at bit.ly slash amfc underscore podcast. I literally am just reciting this because I edit so many episodes. I actually don't know the answers to these, but I know how Jeff says it so many uh, times. It's bit.ly slash amfc discord. Dang it! <laughs> and uh, you can that's about it. An email to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Jeff has a second podcast, which has been already been mentioned so many times this episode because it's so prolific. But Jeff, I'd like to learn more about it. Where can I do that? Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Uh, every week I sit down with a friend. We play a two-player game. We share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. I am literally, after we finish this recording, going to do intro-outro and release an episode with Riley. So that'll be very good. That's going to be on the feed when this drops. You are so it's in really our family good. of products now, Riley. Welcome. You're in the brand. You're when, in the brand when, when you're he- When you're here... Your family. I'm just gonna edit static <laughs> over that, so just so you know, it's gonna be like, <laughs> <laughs> and like everyone's headphones burst into smoke. Like, oh God, what happened? Um, um, yeah, so you can find that at partyofonepodcast.com. Yeah, All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. Go to OneShotPodcast.com and browse the plethora of amazing podcasts on the site. You can't go wrong. Literally, pick any of them, and you will have a great time. Verbal. Hug this week. Riley, what do you got? I punch Nazis. Okay. Just, yep. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I don't, I don't know. I'm not good do, at inspirational stuff. Can I have a question? No, that's not true. You're very inspirational. So I have a question for you. I'll, I'll lead you in with a question if that's okay. All right. Um, And I don't mean, I don't want some like fucking cheesy answer. I just mean like whatever you're thinking at the moment. Where do you get motivation to make all the work that you do? Because it's always very powerful. It's always very meaningful. Even your tweets have a lot of messages to them. Like, where do? You, where does that come from? Just in like the vaguest, most AMFC. You don't have to really care way of answering. Oh, uh, oh, well, ghost trees. Um, per- perfect. Okay, capitalism. Got it. <laughs> Chasing that I, coin. I knew it. I knew you were one of those. <laughs> um. I mean, honestly, it, it's it's the ADHD. Like, I just really, I just can't like things in a normal way. <laughs> I just like if if I like something, I just like it a whole lot, and I can't stop thinking about it. And like, like to be honest, like writing games has been like really cool for me to like do that because yeah, you know, I used to like want to be a writer, but like kind of realized I don't like writing that much. Um, and like being able to like design games and just being like I'm someone in this else photo can tell and this I actual do not story. Like it. 
yeah, like <laughs> even you just saying that, like you don't understand how hearing that like can affect so many people and so many. And if I if I can if I can bounce off of that, like I think my verbal hug is find your outlet, find the thing that like because like I, I very similarly I I Aaron can probably attest to this because I'm pretty sure I've talked I talked to him about this throughout college that like I was going to be a comic book writer like that was my that was what I wanted to do yeah and then like I realized eventually i just realized like i hate writing i don't like writing these things like i don't like i was like i just don't enjoy like the act of like sitting down by myself and trying to like write out a script and then i realized that the thing that i love doing was role playing was role playing games and playing them really specifically even more so than designing them so eventually like finding podcasting as a way to create things that were tied to playing games was like one of the most freeing and validating experiences of my life. So I think like, you know, find your outlet. And I think if you really look within, like if you look, I I think it is possible that you might find it closer than you think, because like, it's possible that it's the thing that you've been doing that you've just brushed off as a thing you like, but it's, but it's separate from what you should be doing. Love it. And, um, for me, it's definitely for hearing both of you, um, there is no right or wrong way to be creative and express yourself. Um, you can only put those expectations on yourself uh, when you're really sitting down and doing your work. So just know that however you do express yourself and release your creativity is the right way because it's what you're doing. If you're you know, doing it because it makes you feel good and this is how you can do it, then it's right and it's great and it's amazing. You know, there's no – you shouldn't compare yourself to any other – person or a method or anything like that whatever you do that makes you happy and that's how you get it out and when you do it feels good keep doing it because that's that's what it's all about is like making things that make you happy and then as a result that will echo out and make other people happy and other people will be inspired just knowing that you did your thing the way you do it because it might resonate in somebody else's heart and be like oh my god that's exactly how i hear it they're also in that picture you know so (sighs) always remember that when you're doing your when you're doing your creative business uh, is that, that is all, all we do, we do on, this, on this, show? this show? Riley, is there anything else that you would like to say? Um, go support Zine Quest also. Oh, yeah. Bunch, of, plug bunch away. of different games on yeah. Kickstarter. They're very good. A lot of good, lot of good yes. stuff. Go do that immediately. There's a lot of really brilliant creators and a lot of really cool stuff coming out of that. So go find that immediately. Zine Quest, good. Is that it? I think that's it. Until next time. Good, good night, night and, and good, good game. game. It's just over the hill! Good eye, Ranger. We must rest in town and replenish our supplies. Perhaps we will find a clue about our next adventure within. Excellent. I must replenish my material components if I am to cast more spells. Then it is decided. We must stop in that town to replenish. Oh, hello there, Farmer. Where might adventurers find an inn to rest or a bar to gather information? Welcome to Grimblewood. My name is Farmer Derek, and I have a question for you. If you could, could you go to the mill and fetch me a bucket of apples? You'll also find a gallon of cider. If you do this for me, you can keep the cider for yourself, and maybe I'll throw in a coin or two for you. That sounds like a fair trade. Excellent. We'll do this for you. Quest accepted. I see the mill! It is just over the river! Welcome to the mill. My name is Farmer James, and I saw you over there talking to Farmer Derek. And I have to tell you, that guy's a complete dick. Don't trust anything he says. If you give me the apples, I'll give you two gallons of cider. Plus, I'll throw in twice what Derek offered you. Um, we're kind of just looking to pass through town and maybe gather some information and resupply. Don't mind those two. Hey, come over here. Okay. I saw you talking to those two farmers. (laughs) They can be so annoying, can't they? My name's Nadine, and 200 years ago, those farmers cheated me at a game of tiddlywinks. How would you like to get back at them for me? I wouldn't want to do that at all. I just want to rest. 
They offered you cider? Ha! I'll show you all the town's secret compartments if you go into the ghost wood right now and get me four ghost apples and fourteen giant ghost rat pelts. And then I'll tell you all the dirt on Farmer James and Derek. Um, okay, I guess that's fair. Hey there, stranger. I saw you talking to Nadine. And let me tell you, she's a real piece of shit. I say you come with me into the enchanted cave of shadow, and I'll give you the secret recipe of my grandmother's cupcakes. Hey there, adventurers. I saw you talking to Philippa, and fuck her. Her cavern of shadows is a death trap. Let me tell you, those cupcakes are shit. Let me tell you the real truth about this town. But first, if you go get me four stones from the River of Ghouls, I'll tell you the secret of my grandmother's pudding. Hey, it's me, Farmer James again. Couldn't help but notice you talking to all those townspeople. And let me be honest with you. You can't trust anyone in this town except me, Philippa, Nadine. Fuck them and fuck their grandmother's recipes. 400 years ago, they were in a plot to get rid of my apple orchard on the 14th of May. And let me tell you, the 15th of May was my daughter's birthday, so it really just put a whole damper on the situation. My weekend was shot. It was just an awful time, so don't trust anything they say. And remember, that pudding was shit. Okay, thank you. This is a lot of information, and I'm really taking it seriously. I'm just really looking for the bar. It's right over there if you're looking. Take a seat at the bar. Hey, stranger, welcome to my bar. Yeah, I know you heard a lot of crazy talk out there, and I apologize for them. This whole town is wackadoodle. Anymore, I think I'm the only person in this town that's normal. Hey, where are you going? Yeah, we're just gonna go stab the guy who runs this whole thing, because this is horrible.